Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, everyone. Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today, we have Kate and Tina and Marla and Craig. And Rob, Rob's in today. Good to have you, sir. Glad to be here. How's everyone doing this week? Are y'all opening back up, uh, getting a little bit back to normal? Not in Michigan. We're sort of, yeah, we sort of are. We're still, a lot of people are still self-quarantining. Yeah, we are too. Our, our clubhouse opened up and we can have up to 50 in a small group now, but I'm staying away until 1st of July. I'm giving it a couple more weeks. I'm not convinced that we're done. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think from the end of next month, we're allowed eight people outside in a group. They're still not, they're still hesitant about letting us actually congregate inside buildings. Hey, I told my wife that I was fixing, she's working from home. I told her that we were recording the Dow podcast and that if she needed anything, I'd be busy for the next hour. And she said, so it's a bunch of people who don't know that get together and talk about not knowing. I said, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I said, you want to meet them? She says, why would I want to meet people who don't know? <laughs> Turned around and went back to work. <laughs> I said, oh, well, that's my wife. Um. Any thoughts before we get started with, oh, let's make a couple of announcements. <clears throat> the meetings that we have going on, a lot of people still need our meeting. ZoomAAMeetings.com is the URL for a nightly 9 p.m. Eastern AA meeting that's every night. And it's going to go on after the COVID. After COVID, actually, they've named it the Fourth Dimensioners. That's the name of the group. I've turned it over to a group conscience. I don't have to chair any now or do anything. They've got it fully taken care of it. Uh, so they're, we're fixing to start reading the 12 and 12. We've read the big book. We've read Living Sober. We've done stories. And now we're moving to the 12 and 12 tonight. So got some really good sobriety. Usually have anywhere from 15 to 40 people in a meeting. Just depends. And we have a speaker meeting every Saturday night. Have a speaker. So uh, it's... Uh, it's been really good. We started it mid-March, and it's it's done well. I've, I've been I'm glad I was able to help with that. Your meeting, Marla, the one that you guys do is day is Monday through Friday. I know it's not yours, but yeah. you're involved in it. Yeah, I still don't. The, the title is like DailyMeetings.com. Yeah, I'll put it in the okay. URL. Okay. I'll, I'll put the URL in the uh, in the notes. So, but that's every day, Monday through Friday, one p.m. Eastern. Is that right? Yes. 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 Good, and, and that's for any addiction that's not an AA meeting. So they just get together and talk about recovery, right? Yep, all-inclusive all recovery. Any other meetings that you guys have going on online that you want to mention, feel free to, please. Uh, they're still needed. I think they're needed more now than ever because we're in this transition phase where I know our local meetings are no longer meeting online, but yet everyone's not coming back. So. It could really be needed right now. Mm 
Kate, do you want to, or any comments before we read? We'll be talking about the breath of nature. The breath of nature. Kate, will you read for us, ma'am? Yeah. All right. The breath of nature. When great nature sighs, we hear the winds, which noiseless in themselves awaken voices from other beings blowing on them. From every opening, loud voices sound. Have you not heard this rush of tones? There stands the overhanging wood on the steep mountain, like old trees with holes and cracks, like snouts, maws, and ears, like beam sockets, like goblets, grooves in the wood, hollows full of water. You hear mooing and roaring, whistling, shouts of command, grumblings, deep drones, sad flutes. One call awakens another in dialogue. Gently winds sing timidly. Strong ones blast on without restraint. Then the wind dies down. The openings empty out their last sound. Have you not observed how all then trembles and subsides? You replied, I understand. The music of earth sings through a, a thousand holes. The music of man is made on flutes and instruments. What makes the music of heaven? Master Key said, Something is blowing on a thousand different holes. Some power stands behind all this and makes the sound die down. What is this power? Let me read a translation of this from Guy, Fei Fing, Guy Fu Fang and Jane English. Uh, Su Chi answered, The universe has a cosmic breath. Its name is wind. Sometimes it is not active, but when it is, angry howls rise from 10,000 openings. Have you ever heard a roaring gale? In the mountain forest, deep and fearsome, there are huge trees a hundred arm spans around with gaps and hollows like nostrils, mouths, and ears, like gouges goblets and mortars and like muddy pools and dirty puddles the sounds rush out like water whistle like arrows scold suck shout wail moan and howl the leading notes are hissing sounds followed by a roaring chorus gentle breezes make a small harmony fierce winds a great one when the violet gusts subside all the hollows become quiet have you ever seen the shaking and trembling of branches and leaves? Uh, you said, the earth's music is the sound from those hollows. Man's music comes from the hollow reed. May I ask about the music of heaven? Suchi said, when the wind blows through the 10,000 different hollows, they all make their own sounds. Why should there be anything else, that's, why should there be anything else that causes the sound? Like the sound of heaven was the sound of nature. Comments. Okay, Kate, lay it on us. What what does this mean? Pressure's on. Um my impression was that the I mean the the nature and like the Tao is putting the 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 breath of nature, the wind out into the world 
and sort of putting its power through everything and life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that was my main impression of it. The different ways that life is expressed in different forms through, through the different sounds. Um, and just, just kind of describing the power of the Tao. I mean, I think the part at the end, sort of towards the end when it says where the wind dies down, the openings empty out their last sound. Have you not observed how all then trembles and subsides? Right. I pulled that out too. That part was interesting because I thought it could be talking about death or it could be talking about like becoming one with the Tao so that like as a person kind of in a meditative state, like you and the Tao are becoming one and you're kind of, you're calm and relaxed. Like you're one with it. So like there's all this chaos and then it's turning into calmness. Back to that power of emptiness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I looked at that kind of in two ways, but I kind of thought like all of like the kind of the message was that all of it was all of that power is all, it's all the Tao. Like Tao, the Tao is in like constant change and constant movement. And the wind was just all the different aspects of the wind were just different aspects of the Tao. Right. Yeah. That's good. Anyone else? I kind of got the impression that it was breathing life into things at the start. Yeah, I did too. Where it's talking about... Um, but there's so much talk about sound through. in this. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. There's so much talk about sound in, in this whole poem. Yeah. Just what it says, awakening, awaken voices from other beings blowing on them. From every opening, I kind of got the idea of blowing life into things, mm-hmm. having the noises coming out of them. Like Genesis? Oh, it's Genesis 2, 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Genesis 2, 7. And that is where breath began. I had several things about breath to talk about too that I'd found. Um, so well, that's, it, seems, that's it seems to be of importance in this <clears throat> breath and the sound of the breath and the sound of music and the sound of people's voices. I just gravitated to the very end. Yeah, Something is blowing on a thousand different holes. Some power stands behind all this. And makes the sound die. Not only makes the sound, but makes the sound die down. Mm-hmm. What is this power? Nature slash God. This power that's greater than us, yeah. right? Absolutely. Not only makes the wind blow, but makes it die down too. So that was my question: was what is this power? Do you have anything else in that, Craig? Any other comments before? Uh, Talk about the couple of things I had. My first quote, I went through the Nag Hammadi and looked for different things too, because I was thinking about different, just 
references to wind and breath and those things. We talked about the the breath of God, you know, of God breathing into man and creating a living being, that, that idea. This is from the Gospel of Philip from the Nag Hammadi, which is a book of lost gospels that were not, lost books that were not in the Bible, that were not canonized. And this is just a quote from the Gospel of Philip from that book. It says, farming in the world requires the cooperation of four essential elements. A harvest is gathered into the barn only as a result of the natural action of water, earth, wind, and light. God's farming likewise has four elements, faith, hope, love, and knowledge. Faith is our earth, that in which we take root, and hope is the water through which we are nourished. Love is the wind through which we grow. Knowledge, then, is the light through which we ripen. So I thought love is the wind through which we grow. And I'm like, what does wind have to do with plants growing? You know, I never said, that don't make any sense. They just didn't know what they were talking about. They didn't know. How, you, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I mean, what I've never heard talking about plants that wind is necessary for plants to grow. Right. I mean, y'all may know that, but I didn't, I didn't know that. So I looked it up and this is, uh, I mean, and it's everywhere online. It says wind greatly affects plants throughout their growth. I'm like what? When plants are seedlings, slight breezes help them grow more sturdy. Wind at gale force can damage or even break and blow down the strongest tree. I also thought it was interesting that plants dry out more in winter than summer because they can't uh, replenish, but they can't replace water in winter, so winter's harder on them than hot summer. But for what we're talking about, this idea that a plant needs a breeze to make it stronger. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's good. You know, that has to do that. That fits right in with what we're talking about. You also find with wind that helps plants pollinate as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, but if if we can withstand wind, we can withstand anything, right? Isn't it wind that make the wind makes us helps us create strength to withstand the elements of nature? Mm-hmm. Any other comments? Uh, hi guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> it's good to oh, see you guys. I have mud falling off of me. I'm laughing because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. <laughs> I just slid down. We have some new grass being put in, and I'm watering it. And I stepped on it, and I slid all the way down this hill. My phone's full of mud. Um, and I was just thinking about the <laughs> the wind being. Um, you know, part of how the plants grow and how it, it, to me, it's kind of, they spread the seeds, you know, that's another way that plants get transplanted and just the ripple effect on teachings. 
um, was something I was thinking, how plant, the planting a seed kind of a scenario that is important for me. But this one is kind of, I really like how poetic and beautiful it is. Um, and so that in itself was kind of really beautiful to me. But I'm listening. I just didn't want you guys to think I wasn't. Um, and I always love hearing what you guys have to say. And it's good to see your faces. Thanks, Tina. Good to see you, too. We'll check back in for sure before we're done. Thank you. You know, that wind that helps us grow uh, can take a lot of different forms. You know, sometimes it seems way too strong. And I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. There's a lot there. Found another quote. This is from, this is from the Gnostic Bible in the Gospel of John. This is another book that was not in the Bible, but there's a, there's references in John uh, to this. Unless you're born from water and the wind of God, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born from the flesh is flesh. What is born from the wind is wind. Thinking of wind as the spirit of God. Mm. Do not wonder that I told you you must be born again from above. The wind blows where it wants. And you hear its sound, but you cannot know where it comes from and where it goes. So it is with everyone born from the wind of God. So that's the phrase that I really liked was that the wind blow. You don't know where the wind comes from, nor do you know where it's going. And everyone that's born of the spirit, born of God, has this same uh, characteristic. So I was thinking about that, about being in the moment, about just trust. You know, it's not going to be planned out. That idea that, you know, that idea with wind and breeze that it comes and goes. Where did it go? Oh, well, it's here. All we know is it's here. You know, that same idea of being in the moment that, you know, doors open when it's time to walk through them. They don't open early, nor do they open late. They walk when they open when it's time. That kind of an idea, you know, that it's now. That it's in the moment. Anything else, guys? Any, just interrupt me. I had one more thing, which is a whole different idea about it. This is from Rob Bell. And we've talked about this before, uh, about the name of God and how the name of God, if it, and I don't know if you know anything about this, Marla, or not, uh, that Yahweh properly announced, properly uh, uh, said, would the name of God would sound like a breath, like like the sound of breath. Um, that's supposedly the sound of God. Yeah, that's it. You know, and and what Rob Rob Bella, he's got a. Anyone can go on YouTube and Google and search breath Rob Bell. And there's a whole big teaching that he did on that was that, that God, the name of God is the same sound as you make when you breathe. 
So the first thing you do coming into the world is you say a prayer. And the last thing you do is a prayer. (laughs) That's the way he approached it. And I thought that was really good. Um, Was that you're saying the name of God every time you pray, every time you breathe. So I thought, wow, that's, that's good. I'm trying to think about that now. Every time I breathe. Every time you breathe, you're saying the name of God. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there's a Hindu God, Hanuman, who, as he's crossing the world, the only thing that he says is Ram, 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 which is God, 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 Ram. It's like Ram, 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 Ram. And it's, it fills his heart. Here's a, here's a quote from Rob Bell. It says, when you let God in, when you breathe, what happens is you become aware of all the things that you need to leave behind, everything you need to let go of. If you were to be totally honest about what's going on inside of you, is there anything you need right now to breathe out? What do you have that you need to let go of? What do you need to breathe out? That was his attitude. That was how he approached that. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Anything else, guys? I'm going to look back over this again. I think that kind of could relate to just the very beginning of this. When great nature sighs, we hear the winds, which noiseless in themselves, awaken voices from other beings. Like the the power of God is breathing into us and awakening our own voices to breathe ourselves, mm-hmm. breathe the power of of the or the word God or the breathing God. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. From every from every opening, yeah. Loud voices sound. Huh. And I kind of like the part where it says gentle winds sing timidly, strong ones blast on without restraint. You know, like there's different ways to speak, you know, but they're both there and they're both being kind of acknowledged. Well, I I read as one is like the nerd and the other is like the big bully. Hmm. The still small voice, right? Yeah. The nerd behind the scenes. That you know the people that make, that make the world tick, yeah. but are behind the scenes, the nerds. Rob, how are you doing? I'm sorry to change the subject since your dog passed away. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. I didn't know that. Um, you know it's difficult. She was with us for fourteen and a half years. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so hard. I just. Wish they didn't have to go. Yeah. It's a good thing they don't know. That's all. Yeah, she was did a good life. We spoiled the crap out of her. Of course, that's what they're for. Are you gonna once the you've healed a little bit? Are you gonna look for another Rob? Um, no, but I have a feeling my wife will be saying yes. So, yes. And life is kind of meaningless without a dog. Yeah, we're a little bit older and travel and 
True. Who knows what they're talking I knew a guy that had one of those. You know, he kept it in his pocket and fed it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, pocket dog. You can be one of those old men. No. That have the shirt with the big pocket that's got the got the little teacup poodle in it. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go through a, a personality change. <laughs> I can send you my kids if you get lonely. I'm good. I'll gladly send them over. You good? Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> The openings empty out their last sound when the wind die, when the wind dies down. The opening that start again. Then the wind dies down. The openings empty out their last sound. Have you not observed how all then trembles and subsides? So everything trembles when the wind stops. That's interesting. You'd think they'd tremble the most when the wind was the strongest, right? Hmm. That's all I have, guys. Has anyone good. got anything else? It's good enough. So what's the once we've gone through it now, what is there? What's the takeaway? What's a one good recovery takeaway that I can we can get out of the breath of nature? <laughs> There's so many. To withstand, withstand the, the winds and withstand the rigors of nature and to know that nature is, is nature's in control. Yeah. I was thinking about the breath and that for me to take in a new breath, I have to let go of the old one. I can't keep half my breath. Try it. Try to. Try to keep half and it just doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I have to let go entirely and then take in a new breath. I have to believe that there's going to be a new breath available for me there. Just thinking about that idea of letting go and the surrender in breathing. I don't know. That's That was it reminded me of all the things about breath and wind where we don't know where the breeze comes from or, or where it's going. We can only enjoy it in the moment. You can't enjoy the breeze that came yesterday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can only enjoy the one that's going on right now. We can reminisce about it. We can. <laughs> we can talk about how awful the, the tornado was. Oh, yeah. It came. But we really can't enjoy the breeze unless it's going on right now and how the the, the breeze helps the growth of trees and plants, plants growth by the breeze. If there was no breeze, it would, you know, the plants wouldn't be strong because they need the breeze to make them strong. They need the resistance. They need the, the struggle to make them strong. And they need it for pollination, a lot of them. So, yeah. John Denver, John Denver actually wrote a song about it was called Wind Song and it was just basically wind does this and wind does that and it just basically tells you how, how it breathes new life into everything that's going along and so if, you, if, if you're talking about um, breath in terms of recovery you can see you can see recovery as that breath that, that, that new breath that you're talking about because we've held in the old breath of addiction for that long, we need to let it out and 
let something let something fresh into us. And I see my recovery as that something that's just coming through and just getting rid of all the all the shit of my past life out of it and letting everything new into it. Planting new seeds, planting new seeds in my life as well. You know, I have a breathing meditation I do every morning. First, the first meditation I do, and my friend that's a speech there, a speech therapist said that we get the old air out of our lungs. That that's a very good thing to do just for physical health, and it helps get me centered for my other meditation. But it's a Wim Hof thing, and I've been doing it for years, and it it, it gives me more energy throughout the day. But she said, what happens is you have all the stale air in your lungs and that you need to get that out. And, and I breathe deeper the entire day because I do this breathing. It's just deep breaths and there's a cycle with it. But the point is that, you know, our breathing is so important. And so the same with this, it's a good reminder for me of surrender and letting go and that whole process that we, that we live in, you know, and being in the moment. Let's talk about Sensei for a moment. Uh, when would you guys like to have him? What would you like for him to, because he'll, uh, he could, uh, he could lecture. We could talk to him about, we could, we could just, how do y'all want to, what do y'all? Well, I got to think about this. This is, you know, a new idea you just foisted on us. How do... Why don't we think about it this week? How do I know to to ask him? What is he... Is he a monk? Is he a... He's a Zen... He's a Zen uh, enlightened uh, Zen abbot like uh, Dr. Totten. Okay. Okay. He can't... He's... He runs the Soto Zen Center in Atlanta. He started it in the 70s. He's an old uh, California hippie. Well, actually, no, Sweet. he's not. He taught school in uh, Illinois, in, in Chicago, and he, he went to California to study Zen. And then he moved here in the mid-70s. So uh, he's really, really a nice guy, very open. I told him that I was uh, studying the Tao, and he, uh, he's very into the, he likes the emptiness of, of the Taoist teaching. So he's very big on that. So, uh, he, he's very, very personable. So if he would, if you want him to talk about meditation or talk about some, um, uh, you know, some topic or whatever, you know, just, uh, um, you know, let's just think about it and see mm-hmm. and whatever we'd like for him to talk to us about, he'd be happy to. We could even pick out a few things from verses to contemplate and have him help us. You know what? Hey, we could we could pick out a few verses, send him the verses. Yeah. So he could contemplate them as well. Y- yeah. And then see what he what he thinks about those. <laughs> yeah. So I've just listened to the three pillars of Zen. No. Oh. oh Lord. <laughs> That's my fault. I totally shouldn't listen. I totally yes. shouldn't listen to it, Marla. I said, I don't know if you'll want to listen to that. And you know what he does? He immediately downloads it and he immediately power listens to it, you know. 
Yeah, I don't know when you have time. I, you're you're too ambitious. It makes me sick. Stop that. He, Craig was a little kid that sat in the front of the room raising his hand I all know. the time, wanting to answer all the questions. Smack, smack. <laughs> I bet he had some knots on the back of his head. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you would not have been my friend in school. You were a nerd. <laughs> have you finished? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. I promise not to be judgmental today, too. Yeah, that's yeah. It lasted about a minute. <laughs> we spoke about this. We spoke about this early on. So I've just listened to the three pillars of Zen. So is that the sort of thing that he does with with the meditations? Is it right? So I would like to know the difference between the, the, the types of meditations, and I would particularly like to know the meaning of Mu. But I'm scared to ask him in case he tells me to go and do Mu. <laughs> So Marla's I would bit, respond. I haven't asked him about Cohen's yet. So yeah, right, right. So Marla's looking a bit confused. So in in, in the book with the three pillars of Zen, it's talking about going move, and it's Am talking about move. Yeah, so that you're making making the noise move, but not doing it from the throat. It comes from the solar plexus and that. So there's a part in the book where the guy's talking about um, how he couldn't sleep because all he could hear was the initiates in the graveyard going move all night. <laughs> so. It's a Cohen of, uh, you know, that we're all one and, and learning to. Yeah, so so I would like to get to the bottom of what's behind, the, what's, 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 the, what's the purpose of it, what's the, what's, what's the outcome as a, like a, a level of contentment or a level of awakening you get from sitting, saying moo. <laughs> you know, put that in a, let's write out our questions for him and I will email them to him. Oh, he sent me also, and I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, some things on, uh, addiction and recovery that he had written years ago. Oh, please so share those. I will. I will. I'll send those to you guys and then we'll read those. And maybe that'll, that'll stir some questions too, but he's really a great guy. He's very responsive, very interested, very, he says he has about 50 students that are actually his, students around the world that he's working with yeah, that he's their teacher so he's and he's got a number of people in the soto zen center that come what's our next one do y'all does anyone know great knowledge great knowledge we'll meditate on that one for next week if there's nothing else guys we'll call it there y'all have a great week Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery. 